It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in this neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, I might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Hey, hey, neighbors, huh? How we doing? Welcome back. It's been a minute. It's been a while. It's been too long. Welcome back to the Jeff Weekly Podcastman Show. I am your host, Jeff Wheatley Heckman, uh, and I'm I'm happy to see you. Huh? That was a little, little. Won't you be my neighbor? By the late great Mister Fred Rogers, an American icon. We'll get back to him later in this show. But much like Mister Fred Rogers did in the intro to his show, uh, while I was singing that song, I took off all of my clothes and put on nothing but a cardigan and sneakers. That's it. That's all. That's all I'm wearing. Put that image in your brain cave, huh? Picture a grown man sitting on a leather couch in nothing but a cardigan and sneakers. It's hot, too. It's real hot. No, I'm kidding. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a, a T-shirt and Nike athletic shorts. Nike, not a sponsor of this podcast. If, you, if you'd like to be, go ahead. But I don't think you ever will be. That's fine. It's okay. No, but I'm not. I'm, I have clothes on, okay? I'm classy. I'm classy. How are you all doing? Huh? We could talk about me. But that's... That, why would we do that when we could talk about you? Huh? Hope you're doing well. Hope life's treating you well. Hope you're out enjoying the summer. The solstices. Or was it the equinox? Which one is it? Solstice. Summer solstice. That's what it is. Solstice is the longest day of the year. The equinox is the shortest day of the year. So we have exactly half a year until the shortest day of the year. It, the Equinox was days ago, weeks ago even. Uh, you doing well? You out there enjoying it? Huh? You playing Frisbee? You end up splashing around in a pool somewhere? You at the beach? You out at concerts? You drinking? You enjoying life? You living it up? Huh? Good. I hope you are. You know what? I, I hope that you are out there in the world being yourself. I hope maybe, maybe... Maybe you're at a concert, let's say. All right. Maybe you're you're dancing. Maybe you catch the eye of a of a man or a woman, whatever you're into. Maybe they look at you. Maybe they give you the "Hey, how you doing?" eyes, right? And you give them back the "I'm doing well. How are you doing?" eyes, and and then you mosey over, you shimmy, you soft shuffle right over there. Maybe you dance for a little bit. Maybe the concert ends and you are you don't want the night to end, so you say, hey, I know a really cool place right around the corner. Why don't, we, why don't we go there? I'll buy you a drink. Maybe you drink. You talk, night goes well. You don't want the night to end. So you say, hey, maybe. Why don't we go to Denny's, right? Or IHOB? What is it now? IHOB? That's, that's horse shit. Okay, let me tell you why. IHOB, don't, no, you're IHOB, all right? Don't change your name to something else. No, you could barely make pancakes 
And now you're claiming, you are claiming that you are the International House of Burgers? Do you know how many burger places are out there? So many. I've been to all of them, okay? I'm no stranger to love and also no stranger to burgers. You are not the International House of Burgers. You could barely put batter on a griddle. Huh? You could barely make a short stack or a fat stack or whatever they're called. You could barely do that. And now you have the audacity to say that you are the International House of Burgers? Who do you, where do you get off, IHOB? IHOB. It sounds way worse than IHOP. IHOP actually means, sounds like you're like giddy and you're hopping. IHOB is just short of saying I hobble, which is what your food really makes us do. So you know what? Keep, keep the name. I don't even care. Huh? Okay, fine. Back to, back to what I was saying. Maybe you go to Denny's. Don't go to IHOP. Maybe you're at Denny's, right? You're talking. You're, you're eating your grand slams. Then the check comes. You pick it up. Why? Because you, you are respectful. And it's probably no more than 20 bucks, including tip. So you take, you take that. You take it. You pay for it. Then at the end of the night, what do you do? Do you go back to their place? No. Do you go back to your place? No. No. If you're homeless, you can't go back to any place. That's beside the point. No, you let the magic grow. You let that love simmer. All right? Put that love in a slow cooker. All right? You don't want to flash fry that stuff. You want to pot roast it. (laughs) That was surprisingly beautiful. That was a pretty good analogy. (laughs) No, you want to pot roast it. Huh? Let Let it sit on low for about seven to eight hours. And you come home after a long day of work and you open up that crock pot. And then you eat your potatoes and beef and whatever else you got in there. And it's, it's worthwhile. It's way better. Way better than a mozzarella stick, you know? That's actually how... <laughs> I, the first time I hung out with my, my current girlfriend, my lady, uh, uh, we went to Denny's. <laughs> so that's an inspiration, inspirational story inspirational story to you if a fucking idiot like me can suggest going to Denny's and they go along with it and then they still give you their number and then two and a half years later they're dating you you can do anything you can do anything you set your mind to so go out there live life drink drink do whatever you gotta do smoke a smoke a doobie I'm I'm not a cool guy. I don't know. I don't even know if drugs are cool. The fact that I don't know if drugs are cool is a direct indication that I do not know what's cool. <sighs> I hope you're enjoying the weather. It's nice out finally. It's about 98 degrees. <laughs> How we doing, Nick Lachey? And uh, I have no AC on in the current moment, uh, and uh, because it would be loud, and I want you guys to hear me crystal clear. So uh, my voice is crystal clear, but my bits are, are soaking wet. I feel like I uh, am dying. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight through. I'm going to fight through for you guys. Hope you're enjoying yourselves. I've been busy. I've been traveling home and doing gigs on the road and, and doing gigs around town. It's been nonstop, and I apologize for not being there for you. All right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For you 12 people out there listen to this on a semi-regular basis. I apologize. I really do. And I'm back. I'm back for good. All right, can't get rid of me.
I'm going to work hard to make sure I release an episode weekly. That's where the weekly comes from. And I'm the podcast man. So the weekly podcast man. I've been, I've been slipping up. I've been on the road. We had these gigs in uh, in Dapir, Wisconsin. We did shows at St. Norbert College. We did shows at Summerfest. We did shows at all these other places. Kenosha. I've been everywhere. I've been on the road, hitting it hard. And I've also been going home to Maryland. <laughs> wow. My accent came out there. It's uh, If you're from Maryland, land of Queen Mary, uh, you don't say, I'm from Maryland. You say Merlin. I'm from Maryland. <laughs> and if you're from Baltimore, you don't say, I am from Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. You say, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. And it gets less and less coherent from there. Everything else. You got the Dundalk. We don't say wash. It's wash. It's not a creek. It's a creek. Uh, ew. You don't say oh. You say ew. 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 You like ew. Everyone's a uh, hun. Not hun. Hun, yeah, ew, hun. Go to Bulmer Merlin. <laughs> it is the, one of the strangest accents you uh, you could ever hear in your life. But that's where I've been. I've been home more times this year than I have been uh, than I went home last year. I've just been flying all. God, and I'm going home in like a week. No, at the end of July. No, mid July. I'm going home in two weeks. God, so more travel. <sighs> so I've been busy, but. I've also gotten to enjoy myself, played golf a little bit. <laughs> I got insulted. <laughs> this guy straight up insulted me uh, in the pro shop. At a, if you don't play golf, uh, the place where you check in uh, before you play uh, is called the pro shop. And in the pro shop, each pro shop has a professional, a PGA professional. Not like a touring professional. Some have played on tour, some have not. Uh, but... They, they are, for whatever reason, a professional. I got insulted by this guy. I walk in. I, I saw that they had these fancy putters, all right? They were Odyssey putters. Those are very, very fancy putters. So I went over. I just wanted to hold something of value in my hand for the first time in my life. I'm a man of simple means. You know, I make I make money, but I make I don't spend money on frivolous things. No, I'm frugal. If you looked around my apartment like I'm doing right now, I have a couch, a chair, and a TV, and a table, and I have a bed in the dresser, and then clothes. That's all I have. I don't need much. Huh? I also have a guitar. I don't need. I don't need much between my golf clubs and my guitar and my TV. I'm fine. I'm good. I got a frisbee too. I got a frisbee too because my dad was a hippie, and when your dad's a hippie, uh. You know most dads. Uh, if you're a son and you're and you're a, you're a dad, in the movies they call it having a catch. Hey, you want to have a catch, and you throw the baseball around with your mitts. When your dad's a hippie, you you throw frisbees at each other, and so I have a frisbee in honor of him. That old old hippie. <laughs> okay, so right putters. So I'm at I'm at the uh, I'm at the pro shop. I'm touching this nice putter, right? And then this guy behind the desk. I didn't know he was watching me. He says to me, oh, you like that Cadillac, don't you? And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Uh, oh, and then I realized, oh, right, right, okay, meaning it's a Cadillac of putters. It's a fancy putter. It was a $300 putter. Right? I'm not going to spend 300 bucks on a putter. But I just wanted to see what it was like, see how much different it was from my putter, which was a $40 Tour Edge putter. 
And so he said, uh, you like that? Can you like that Cadillac, don't you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice. He's like, yeah, well, you strike me more as a Buick man. And we got the Buicks over here. <laughs> I was like, fuck, wow. Wow. Thank you, buddy. He's like, yeah, they're $40 tour edges. And I was like, that's the exact putter that I own. I currently own a Buick. But, you know, it's nice to look at the Cadillac. And he didn't know what to say. And then I drove away in my Honda Accord. No, sorry, Civic. Wow, I wish I had an Accord. I only drive a Civic. So I got insulted uh, by this guy. It was hilarious. Made me feel weird. <laughs> but uh, I just laughed and walked away. Now I'm probably going to go back next week and talk to him again. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all I got to say. Ah, it's been busy, man. It's been busy. I had a few, and we also went to Pride Fest. I've been to Pride Fest, I've been to Polish Fest, and I've been to Summerfest. I performed at Summerfest, and they were great shows. Thank you for everyone who came out to those shows. People always ask why I don't like post where I'm performing online. You know, sometimes you see like your friend who performs, you're like, hey, I'll be at Smokey's on the third, I'll be at the, the Pizza Hut at the fourth. I don't want to do that to my friends. I don't want them to feel obligated to come see me. Also, People come out to the shows no matter what. I like strangers, you know? No offense to you. I just would rather perform for strangers. I think it's more fun. So that's why I don't post about where I'm going on Facebook or anything like that. But, but you know, for those who did come out to the gigs, thank you for being there. I'm sorry if you wanted to know where I was performing and I didn't tell you. That's, that's just on me. I'll take the blame. Uh, and then Pride Fest and Polish Fest. Polish Fest, much tamer than Pride Fest. But believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was vastly different. The contrast is hilarious. Um, it's just just a bunch of, bunch of white people walking around in hats and sunglasses. And Pride Fest, it's uh, anything but that. If you, I don't, okay. Whether you... Wherever you stand politically or ideologically, ideologically, you should go to Pride Fest or Pride Parade at least once just to be immersed in that culture. There are people walking around in outfits you would not believe. There are naked people walking around. There are naked people walking around, naked women walking around, men in leather slingshots. You know, like what Borat wore in Borat? That green thing, they have that, but it's made of leather and chains. I wore uh, a, a Team Honda T-shirt and cargo shorts, and I stood out like a sore thumb. That's that's how vastly, um, just just it, 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 such an interesting experience. I am an ally. I am not in the LGBTQ community. I am not, but I have uh, family members and friends who are, so I, I support as much as I can. And it is it was a ball, man. They had this dance tent, they had cats, they had robot cats, they had like smoke guns and like balloons, and they were throwing stuff around and they had club music going on. And I just stood there with my girlfriend and we just watched everything. It was great. Uh but oh, oh right. but we did go to see the B fifty twos. Uh and that was and I mean this uh, with no exaggeration, it may have been the single worst concert I've ever been to, ever. If you are familiar with the songs uh, Love Shack and also Rock Lobster, uh, that's the B-52s. That, and every other song that uh, they made, I've never heard in my life. 
And so we get there, and uh, they have those two women who are dressed like it's still 1983. And then Fred Schneider walks out, and he's all like, hey, hey, ooh. And then they start doing their songs. (laughs) And we waited, and I kid you not, an hour before they even played Love Shack. Of course, because it's their second most famous song, if not their first. And then they walk off stage, and we do that thing like, oh, baby, if you clap for them, they'll come back out and play again. (laughs) And they're in the back like, oh, you clap, so we came back out. And we're going to play more music. And then we waited 20 more minutes, and then they played Rock Lobster. It was the single worst concert I've ever been to. Uh, (laughs) But their lead singer, I don't even know if he's their lead singer. He's just a guy there. There's three singers, and then this guy named Fred Schneider. And he's, "Ah, and in between each song, he'd say something different. And that was the most entertaining part of the concert, because he said some pretty messed up stuff. And then he would just go right into this upbeat song that he played the cowbell on, 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 on. And at first he was like, ah, prime test, ah. And then they, they played their first song. And then second he's like, ah, it's real fucked up in these days, ah. And then they played their third, second song. Uh, and then the worst part was he was like, oh, Hawaii, Hawaii, rest in peace, Hawaii. And then they played a song called Hot Lava. Now, that is the epitome of uh, uh, disrespect. (laughs) Wow. It was just incredible. And then they played Love Shack and and Rock Lobster, and that was it. It was was probably one of the worst concerts, if not the worst concert. I'm a guy who knows how to waste time. I've wasted most of my 26 years on useless things. That may have been the biggest waste of time. More so than going to IHOB. Oh, okay. Oh, 18 minutes. We've done pretty good. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the review. You, 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 you of the week, 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 week. All right. Review of the week. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Huh? There's this new movie out called Won't You Be My Neighbor? Whatever that movie is. It's about Fred Rogers. I have not yet seen it. I want to go see it. Uh, It looks incredible. Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, seems like he... Watching as a kid is completely different as turning back and watching as an adult, right? When you're a kid, you're just like, oh, this guy's friendly. He's cool. Uh, It reminds me kind of of my grandpa. You know, he's got sweaters. He's got the trolley... He's got fish, he's got that light, that stoplight, and he's just a kid. And he goes to show you how graham crackers are made or whatever. Uh, But if you get the chance, I'm going to go see the movie next week. But if you get the chance, before, if you want to see the movie or not, watch YouTube of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He covers topics like about divorce and about assassinations and like about death it's crazy it's crazy and he has these really interesting interviews and he just seems like he is the most genuinely nice person that you get like gentle and kind and just, just walks the earth so so nicely softly and nicely you know incredible guy so i'm looking forward to seeing that movie but the review that i'd like to go over with you there's this clip on YouTube 
he has his kid on in the eighties uh, to show kids what an electric wheelchair is like, and why this this young man named Jeff Erlinger uh, needs the electric wheelchair, the motorized wheelchair. And then they sing the song, "It's You I Like." Oh, ooh, waterworks! Whoo! Oh, if you haven't cried in a long time, if you are emotionally constipated, that is the remedy right there. And then there's another clip of Jeff Erlinger as a man giving Mr. Rogers a Lifetime Achievement Award. It, oh, the feel-goods everywhere, man. It's really good. It's amazing. So check out that video. I'm going to rate it a, uh, a, uh, a bunch of tears and, uh, and the feel-goods. And then when I see the movie, I'll review that. If you've seen the movie, do not give anything away. Don't do it. Don't give nothing away. I will, I will find you, and I will run you over with a trolley, okay? All right, so that was the review of the week. Week, 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 week. Okay, moving right along. 21 minutes. Wow, we're doing great. We're doing great. This is So when I do this show, I, uh, I don't really know what I'm going to say. I just start talking. And sometimes it goes well, and sometimes it doesn't. And I like the exercise of doing this show. I don't even know why I started telling you all this. Uh, I just kind of like the exercise of trying to find funny as I go. Um, Yeah, so I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Uh, And then so I do that. I sort of free freestyle up top, and then I ask you all for questions. And uh, I (laughs) have been getting less and less questions. It's fine. That's fine. I don't mind. Uh, but this week, we only have three questions. Only three. Let me find them real quick. Okay, three questions. You know what? I'm going to pause this and find the questions, and I'll be right back. All right, stay tuned. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Thanks for sticking around. All right, we have three questions, uh, all of which... Are interesting. Okay, so the first one. If you could fart anything but gas, what would you fart? Obviously, the answer to that is, uh, you know that that fun dip? Picture fun dip, okay? Came with that stick that you lick. You lick the stick. You dip the stick in that dip. I'd want to fart that powder. Whatever. Blue raspberry. All right? It'd be great. It'd be great if you just farted out that blue powder. It would be it would be a great party trick. It'd be fun. Um, I'm not sure how my digestive system would uh, create that powder, but if it was purely that powder and it was edible, you already know. You already know. <laughs> Thanks for that highbrow question, there, buddy. All right. Ooh. Um, this one comes with an article that I just looked up. Uh, what is your opinion on comedian Nick DiPaolo being sucker punched in the face by an audience member who was offended by his differing political review or views? Okay, so here's a um, here's a little synopsis of what's going on. I'm going to drink some water because this could take a minute. Okay, so Nick DiPaolo uh, is a um, he's from Boston. He works mostly out of New York City. Um, and for those of you who are not a comedy nerd like I am, he is um, he is proudly, and I'm not, I don't have any opinion on this, uh, he is proudly Republican. 
And if you are familiar with comedians, that is a uh, a an interesting view. A lot of comedians um, are liberal. Uh, I don't know if it tends to be because it's creative or whatever else, but the but having a a, a outwardly uh, Republican comedian is rare. So here's the article. I'm going to read just bits and pieces of it. Um, okay, Nick DiPaolo tweeted a photo showing a booze or. Okay, um, let's see. Okay, so this is after a show. Uh, the show went great, DePaulo said, and then after he left the stage and went into the green room for a short break, he came out to shake hands and take pictures with fans. Uh, that's when a guy came over to him and said that he loved the show, adding, but my daughter wants to punch you in the face. It was at that moment that the man's daughter sucker punched DePaulo, hitting him right below his left eye. He didn't even finish the word face, and she sucker punched me, Nick told the Bennington's. Okay. Uh, Nick did nothing in response, but asked the guy whether he this had been a setup. He did call the police and have a report of the incident made. Um, okay, I'm going to include this just so you all can formulate your own uh, opinions as well. He described the women who hit him, and by the way, these are his words. They don't reflect me or the opinions of this highly esteemed podcast. <laughs> he described the women who hit him as looking like a poster girl for Occupy Wall Street and as a, quote, self-righteous little twat and said since the world doesn't allow him to hit back, he'll take it to court. Okay. Uh, so the original question, we'll stop the article there, is what's my opinion on Nick DiPaolo being sucker punched in the face by an audience member who was offended by a different... Okay. So probably what happened is he said something about, uh, uh, I don't know the full story, but it seems to me that he was probably talking about feminism uh, since he offended this woman enough to punch him in the face. Uh, here's my view on this. This may not be the funniest thing in the world. Uh, when you're a comedian and you're up there and you're talking, uh, there's a certain part of you that you're sharing with an audience. And that in itself is a big risk, right? It's a risk uh, uh, for people to judge you or to not like you. Um, and the reward is that they will agree and think that you're funny. But anytime you're going up there, whether it's improv or stand-up, you are taking a huge, huge risk. And because you know that you have to make this group of people laugh... You dig for whatever um, whatever shows a, a side of you that you find funny, whatever you can do. Uh, when you're writing a stand-up joke, when I'm writing a stand-up joke, I try to find uh, either a story or an opinion that I have um, that's unique to myself and make it as funny as possible. Uh, I'm not too edgy. I try not to curse. Um, but... Obviously, you all have seen stand-ups up there who uh, don't really care about those things. Um, so he probably was fed up with something or had an opinion about feminism and made a joke uh, to make fun of them or to knock them down a bit. Um, I don't... I, I Whatever. I'm not going to... I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to leave it there. He probably did that. So my opinion on her hitting him is that that's completely unacceptable. Violence is never, I'm not a fan of violence. Um, 
I used to be an angry kid. I used to be a violent kid. I used to hurt people. I used to get really angry. Um, and I had to do a lot to sort of change that in myself. And I'm way happier now. Uh, it's never... If you can prevent violence, then you should prevent violence. If you can uh, avoid it, then you should avoid it. Um, so it's never okay to hit anyone, I don't think, unless they're attacking you. There's, You know what I mean. I, I would not ever hit someone, and I would be very offended if someone hit me. Um, however... I do not agree with Nick DiPaolo's response. I don't know what his bit was. I probably would disagree with that in general. Um, but despite how offensive it may have been, that does not warrant hitting someone. You know? It doesn't... It, 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 violence is just never warranted, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't know. This could be a bigger debate about, you know, wars and all that stuff. But we're not going to get into that. Um but here's what I was going to say. Um, I, I do not agree with Nick DiPaolo's response. I don't agree with that. I don't think that uh, he responded well. I think he responded out of anger, and, uh, and uh, he, made, he made it worse. You know, And this is just a reflection of a bigger issue in our country as well. There's a huge... Uh, it's really kind of frustrating, and I don't want to preach, and I don't want to say too much of my opinion, because who, who the fuck am I, you know? Um, there's a lot of teams going on. There's a lot of tribalism going on. Uh, and there's a lot of not listening to each other, and there's a lot of harsh responses, and there's a lot of uh, sort of just knee-jerk reaction. Instead of taking a step back, maybe listening to someone else, getting to know them, getting to know where they came from, getting to know why they believe certain things, uh, getting to know why they think that that's helpful. Because the, the bottom line is that everyone thinks the way they think because they are from a certain upbringing or they're from a certain place. And they think that, A, that's the way the world works, and B, their opinions could make the things that they seem wrong in the world uh, better. That's it. There's nothing else. No one's trying to be bad. <laughs> you know? Even even the worst person that you could ever meet. Let's say, you know, like in, in Richmond, Virginia. Not Richmond. Um, Charlottesville, right? When those Nazis and white supremacists were walking around uh, saying those things and, and doing those things, and I'm not excusing their behavior whatsoever. I'm just saying that even those people who are as evil and as hating as they are feel like the way they do, feel the way they do, because they, whether they, you know, wherever they grew up, they they saw that people who were different uh, as threatening. They saw people who were different uh, and thought that they were a threat to their well-being. And that's, for for obviously worse, uh, just their opinion. There is no for better or for worse. It's just for the worse. But instead of being whatever, the, the, the only way 
I feel like I'm preaching right now and it makes me uncomfortable. Um, I'll just say this, all right? Martin Luther King Jr. had a great, a great quote, and I, I have this quote, um, and I try to live my life this way, and I'm not saying you do whatever you want, all right? I'm not telling you how to live, but um, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So Nick DiPaolo gets punched in the face by this person who he offended. He offended her. Her response was to hit him. If I were him, I would have just not been so rude back, you know, and just try to understand, try to understand. I know I, I know you got hit and you have those reactions when you get hit, but I just think the world would be a lot better if people actually took the time to get to know people and to teach them what they have to teach them and uh, be open to change and be open to, <laughs> I don't know, open to correction. Life's all about making yourself better as you go through this world and improving yourself. No one's set. No one, the person you are right now, the person I am right now, is not set in stone. This is not who I'm going to be until the day I die. There's, rooms to, there's room to change. And you learn about things about yourself that you'd like to change. And it's everyone's responsibility to improve themselves as much as they can throughout their life, I think. Um, yeah, I think that made sense. So I think that Nick DiPaolo should have reacted out of love, even though he just got punched in the face. And it's hard to do, but hey, that, that's what I think. Okay, wow, that was preachy. That was very preachy. All right, and the final question, and then I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Uh, if a crowd didn't find one of your jokes funny, would you rather them not laugh or laugh to be polite and avoid the awkwardness of not laughing? Oh, that's a really good question. Wow. Um, every comedian has, uh, or anyone who's ever tried to tell a joke, it doesn't have to be a comedian, has had that awkward experience of people not laughing after you think they're going to die, you know? Um... And it's humbling. <laughs> and you learn how to uh, you learn how to deal with that, how to move on. And you learn how to make yourself funnier and to refine yourself and when not to talk and when to tell jokes. Um, so all that silence makes you a better performer. Um, uh, and there's a lot, there's a lot early on. Um, but the one thing you learn how to do, uh, the more you do it, is how to diffuse that awkwardness of not getting a laugh where you thought a laugh should be. Whether that's a comment after you make the joke, it makes everyone because it's tense. It's a, you feel it in the room when when a joke doesn't go over. <laughs> and if you're a young comic and they just keep don't go, none of the jokes that you say go over, and you're up there for let's say ten minutes, um, the audience starts to feel awkward. There's that there's that tenseness um, for you and them. And the best thing you can do is if you ever sense that tenseness, is to just diffuse it however you can. Just diffuse it. Um, so to answer your question, I'd rather them not laugh because I have the tools now to, to make that better. Um, there's nothing worse than a fake laugh. Oh, good Lord. There's nothing worse. Nothing worse. I've come into t to times when people find out that I'm a comedian and I'll say something and they just laugh because they think it's supposed to be funny. And I'm just saying something like, yeah, I had a ham sandwich, you know, something that... 
<laughs> it was not meant to be funny. Uh, and I hate that. There's nothing worse. Nothing worse. So my answer to you, sir, is not laugh. All right. Wow. 36 minutes. We did it, folks. We did it. Give yourselves a round of applause. Holy shit. That was great. We did it. Sorry that got a little preachy. The bottom line is, uh, you know what? This sort of ties in together. I'm going to wrap this up in a nice little bow, and I'm going to send you on your way to go play some Frisbee in a field drunk. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is the point of the documentary that I'm going to go see about Mr. Fred Rogers. Um, the bottom line is, no matter where people are coming from, uh no matter what your opinions are, no matter how wrong someone can be in your eyes, uh, treat them with love and respect and a little kindness. Whether love, love doesn't have to be affirmations. Love doesn't have to be like, oh, you're so great. But love is just compassion. Compassion from where they're coming from and, and compassion to listen to them and not necessarily to put your worldview onto them. You're not going to change people unless they want to be changed. So we should all be a little bit more like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and then <I'm> gonna <laughs> I just go into a song. It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling. You're growing inside. And when you wake up ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. It's such a good a feeling, a very good feeling, a feeling you know that I'll be back when the week is new <laughs> and I'll have some more ideas for you and you'll have some things you'd want to talk about. I will too. You know what's amazing is I still remember those fucking songs since I was a little kid. It seems almost blasphemous to say fucking after singing a Mr. Rogers song. Uh... But hey, he's a great guy. Really cool dude. Um, hey, this has been the Jeff Weekly Podcastman Show. I've been your host, Jeff Wheatley Heckman. I've done my allotted 39 minutes. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I just blabber. It amazes me how much I can fucking talk. Uh, I hope you have a good week. Go out there. Enjoy yourself. Go, go to Denny's. Go to IHOP. All right? Meet that person. Buy them a Grand Slam. Hey, who knows? Maybe IHOB has the best burgers in the world. I'll probably find out and report back. But until then, you all stay classy and wonderful. Adieu.